A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. It would take hours to list all of the questionable initiatives that Bill Gates is involved in. Here's a few of the highlights. Gates is one of the key funders in the stratospheric-controlled perturbation experiment designed to block out the sun in an effort to control global warming by releasing massive amounts of calcium carbonate and other materials into the upper atmosphere. Critics, including environmental scientists, have called the project a global genocide experiment. Gates has invested over $1 billion in EarthNow's global surveillance project. The project will launch hundreds of satellites into space, which will allow for the 24-7 monitoring of all people everywhere. In partnership with MIT, Bill Gates has developed a new technology that allows vaccines to be injected under your skin, along with your medical records. The Quantum Dot Tattoo will implant an invisible certificate that can be scanned by authorities using a cell phone app and infrared light. Eventually, what we'll have to have is certificates of who's a recovered person, who's a vaccinated person. So eventually, there will be this digital immunity proof. The EPA recently approved an experimental use permit to Oxitec, a biotech company funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. In an effort to fight malaria, Oxitec will soon release millions of genetically modified mosquitoes in various U.S. states. According to the NIH website, programs are being developed to allow human immunization via mosquito bite. It was Science Magazine that coined the phrase, flying syringes. A shocking new report from the New York Times sheds light on the connection between Microsoft founder Bill Gates and the late Jeffrey Epstein. You report these two men met at least six times. Well, I believe that there were more. This included visits to the mansion, seeing each other in Seattle, flying on Epstein's plane. When flight logs revealed that Gates had been a passenger on the Lolita Express, he claimed that he didn't know that the private jet belonged to Epstein. He also denied that he and Mr. Epstein were involved in any business deals. However, an expose by the New York Times revealed that not only did Bill Gates initiate a relationship with Jeffrey Epstein well after he was convicted of sex crimes, but the two were also involved in the process of co-founding a multi-billion dollar charitable fund. Why would they ever set up a charitable trust benefiting Jeffrey Epstein? That it was all about philanthropy, that Bill Gates just wanted to find new sources of money. Why would one of the richest men in the world choose to partner with the world's most notorious pedophile. 
A deeper dive into Epstein's world revealed that the two men had more in common than meets the eye. Like Gates, Epstein was a billionaire philanthropist with a passion for science, health, education, and children. The Jeffrey Epstein Foundation donated millions of dollars to top universities, science institutes, medical schools, early education programs, youth initiatives, and international peace accords. Bill Gates is either the most misunderstood man alive or one of the most convincing con men to ever live. Is he a benevolent hero or a malevolent opportunist? Bill Gates. Personally, I would love to believe that one of the richest men in the world is giving away his fortune for the better men of humanity. I want to believe that endearing smile. I want to believe that his heart is as soft and warm as his sweaters. At the very least, I want to believe that he's unaware of the damage he's done. Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there, and welcome to this humble little podcast that we call Connect Those Dots. I'm your host, Joe, and on this show, what we do is we take some of the stories that are going on in the world and see how they connect, take deeper dives into them, see where they lead, and ultimately see what they mean for us in the bigger grand scheme of it all. And when I say scheme, I'm not using it as a figure of speech. Some real scheming going on. And one of those schemers who we discuss quite a bit on this show is Bill Gates. Now, Bill Gates is very kind of stigmatized to where uh, people who don't really know that much about Bill Gates other than his media larger-than-life persona, when you want to talk to them about Bill Gates, immediately like their brain turns off and their ears close up and they don't want to hear anything that you're going to talk about. The, the second you mention Bill Gates, like I've seen it, like I've seen when I try to talk to people and then I try to go uh, into Bill Gates and try to speak about Bill Gates, I just see them immediately go blank and I see that they begin to start tuning me out. Because whatever sort of cultural hypnosis or buzzword type stuff has gone on, uh, language, voodoo, psychological word manipulation has gone on in our society and culture today, they've ingrained it in the public at large that really doesn't look into these type of things that when somebody tries to explain Bill Gates to them, the mere mention of the man's name is a trigger to immediately just tune somebody out and disregard them and disregard everything that they're saying, even though it's based in fact, but it prompts the individual to immediately block whatever the person's trying to say as soon as they hear Bill Gates mentioned in the conversation and talking about him in a negative light. And it's because they've made Bill Gates into this figure of all-knowing, wisdom, forecaster, on the cutting edge. Everything he says is 
intellectual and we need to listen to everything he says because he's got billions and trillions of dollars. It's this superhero aura that they try so desperately to market Bill Gates to the public at large as this all-knowing messianic type figure. No matter the context, no matter the issue, no matter what the task at hand is, Bill Gates is an expert in it. Whether it's tech, he's got his hands in it, he's, he's invested in it. Whether it's healthcare, he's got his hands in it, he's invested in it. Whether it's injections and vaccines, you know, we already know, he's got his hands in it. And he's an expert in it. Now it's farmland and him buying up all the farmland, he's an expert in it. He knows all about it. Whether it's climate change, he's an expert and he knows all about it. I am the golden god of this place. I reign supreme. I, I. And he's advertised and promoted as this all-encompassing definitive mind on every sort of issue that you can imagine. And then people just sit there and take it all at face value. And then just say, oh, that's Bill Gates. Oh, he's an expert. And then you sit there and try to be like, hey, but you have you ever like really like, you know, like heard what Bill Gates says? Have you ever like really like looked into where his money goes? And then all of a sudden, as soon as you start saying those things, boop, the NPC mind just shuts off and does not want to interact anymore and the eyes glaze over, and the interest disappears. Anomaly detected. System failure. Goodbye. So before I begin with the show, I just wanted to lay that kind of groundwork and establish that context that we're dealing with when we talk about Bill Gates. Because that's what we're going to be doing a lot on this episode. I know we do it a lot on the show in general, but this episode is going to be very Gates-focused, because Bill Gates has now resurfaced. Yes, after his mysterious divorce with his wife, Melinda, and it was radio silence on Bill Gates, and nobody's seen him, and nobody can talk to him, and he doesn't appear anywhere, he has resurfaced with a vengeance. He has risen like the phoenix, and he's going on every single show that you can imagine... And just doing his thing, just going up there, getting softball questions from the reporters or the hosts or whatever it may be, and just pushing his agenda forward, making him look like the good guy, making him look like he's this all-knowing prophet-type figure that's going to save us from everything. And anytime Bill Gates resurfaces and is doing a big old media tour, and going on everybody's show, your spidey sense better start tingling. No, please, not now. Because in a way, yes, Bill Gates is a bit of an oracle. And if he tells you something's going to happen, he's actually in on it. So you might want to listen to him when he's telling you that something's going to happen that he has complete influence over. So we got a lot of brand new Gates clips to play on this episode. And as we do... On Connect Those Dots, we're going to dissect them. We're going to delve deep into the more uh, deeper meaning of the, the words that he's saying and the symbology behind them and, and the double speak behind it. 
and the reading between the lines, because that's what you have to do with these people. You have to, you have to understand their language, right? So let's start off right now. So here's Bill Gates on Trevor Noah from two weeks ago. Uh, this is the first place where he resurfaced on, on Comedy Central, which is just so ironic. And not a laugh is had on this Trevor Noah show. It's the most bland, unfunny, cringy, pathetic excuse for entertainment that you can find. It's just a, a propaganda bomb every single night when Trevor Noah's on in front of those cameras. And uh, now he's got the main guy himself, Bill Gates, coming on there to uh, get his balls washed right now by Trevor Noah. Let's hear it. How do we prevent something where we don't even understand how it came to be? Like, you know, are there labs where they need to do better at, at, at you know, enclosing the work that they're doing? I understand that they have to do the work, but how do we figure that out and how do we move forward in, the, in that realm? Oh, please, Lord Bill Gates, just tell us. Tell us, please, oh God. Tell us, please, oh paragon of virtue, Bill Gates. What can we do when the next pandemic happens and the next pandemic and the next pandemic after that? Please tell us how we should let you run our lives, oh mystic one. Well, we should be careful about lab safety. It's quite clear in this case that it came across through animals. Mm -hmm. And almost all our diseases like HIV crossed over from chimpanzees in uh. Africa quite some time ago. Uh. Ebola came from bats. Uh, this also, uh, with one step in between, came uh, from bats. So it's going to keep happening. There he goes. I mean, haven't we reached a foregone conclusion already that it's proven that this came out of a lab in Wuhan? And now he's going back to the bat soup argument. Look at this. Look, look at these conflicting stories that you get. Conflicting official stories, quote-unquote official stories. It comes out officially, not just in investigative news, but in actual mainstream news that the Wuhan lab leak is confirmed through proof, through emails, through research documents, through funding, which Bill Gates was involved in. And now he's up there in May of 2022 on Trevor Noah telling you that it came from bat soup. <laughs> and, and, and get ready for this one. Get, get ready for, the, the, for how he ends this one. Because... It's not his fault that the virus came about. It's your fault. And the new viruses are going to be your fault again. Here, check it out. Particularly with climate change where we're invading uh, a lot of habitats. So he just said it right there. We understand the language that people like Bill Gates use and the, the code words. We understand what climate change means. When they say that, that means it's your fault, okay? And if only we would just stop invading other habitats and contributing to climate change, we can prevent the next pandemic. Even if that was true, even if he was being real right there and not just completely lying through his teeth and spreading more propaganda and anti-human stuff, because that's really what climate change means, kill yourself to save the planet, that's what climate change agenda is all about. Okay, let's go with that logic. This is the guy that sprays aerosol chemicals into the atmosphere to block the sun. That's a legitimate initiative by the Gates Foundation to use chemicals in the air to block the sun. This is the guy that's involved with the Monsanto Corporation for crop growth 
and creating all of these GMO chemicals that's on your crops and on your produce that you buy at the supermarket. This is the guy that brags about injecting people with GMOs, genetically modified organisms, and we just inject them in the little kid's arms. Genetically modified organisms, and we're injecting them in the little kid's arms. This is the guy that releases genetically modified mosquitoes into an auditorium filled with spectators. Now, malaria is, of course, transmitted by mosquitoes. Uh, I brought some here so you could uh, experience this. We'll let, let those roam around the... Uh, auditorium a little bit there there's no reason only poor people should have have the experience uh. like need i go on about the hypocrisy this is the guy that jet sets and flies all across the world in his private jets and he wants to tell you that you're bad because of your contribution to man-made climate change and that you're going to cause the next pandemic because it's going to break out of the wild. Mm, now, what dots can we connect here? So he's talking about climate change, and as dot connectors, as we do on this show, we already know. We've gone over this already. We've, we've played you the, the Ghislaine Maxwell clips. We've played you the Al Gore clips. We've played you all the clips of people talking about overpopulation and how we're killing the environment and how it's... Uh, for the planet and that we need a carbon credit score to mitigate our uh, carbon footprint and blah, 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 all these things. So the climate change is a big globalist initiative, a big shroud, a big mask that they wear to push their eugenics influences and goals. But now he's taking it an even step further and telling you that due, also due to your man-made climate change, you're, you're not just killing the planet, you're going to kill yourself too. Because you're going to create the next pandemic. It's going to happen in the wild. Through your climate carbon footprint. And nobody sits there and checks him on these things. There's nobody to debate him. There's nobody to sit there and uh, hold him accountable and let him prove these accusations and these oracle predictions that he's making. He just goes up there and Trevor Noah looks at him with hearts in his eyes and just lets him go off because he's Bill Gates. He's mystic. He's the super rich billionaire guy, right? I have to listen to what he says. Oh, I'm going to kill myself with man-made climate change. I'm going to cause the next pandemic. I might as well just kill myself right now. Bingo! That's the logic. It's just like the abortion girl that I was showing you in last week's episode saying how there's too many people in the world and that we're killing the planet. It's all more of a tactic to subconsciously get you to not like yourself because you're hurting the greater good. This is for the greater good. But before I digress too much, I have another clip here of Bill Gates that I want to play you where he was talking in the past two weeks, and he's at some sort of conference seminar type of thing where they're just sitting up there and worshiping, and he gets to spout off, and he gets to say all of his weasel words. And I'm going to play you this clip in its entirety. He's talking about America's COVID response now here, looking back in hindsight in uh, 2022. Listen to what this guy says. I'm going to play you it whole, and then we're going to go over it after. 
Just listen to what he says. It wasn't until early February when I was in a meeting that experts at the foundation said, there's no way, you know, this, there's been too much uh, travel without diagnosis uh, for us to contain this. And then at that point, we didn't really understand the fatality rate. You know, we didn't understand that it's a fairly low fatality rate and that it's a disease mainly of the elderly, kind of like flu is, although a bit different than that. I know I said I wasn't going to interrupt, but I, I just have to. There he is saying that it was like the flu and we thought it was going to have a way higher death rate. And we were panicking because we couldn't test people the way we wanted to at the rate that people were traveling to s track the spread, as he's basically claiming. But we didn't know it had such a low death rate and that it was basically the flu. But meanwhile, all of 2021, all the mainstream outlets were telling us that the flu had gone away. And that because people were wearing their masks and social distancing, the flu went away, but COVID ran our lives. One of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. So these kind of, they think you have amnesia. They think you don't have a memory. They think you're a hackable animal. Hackable animals. They think if they talk softly and nicely and they're sitting on a stage in front of an audience and people are fawning over them and they're on TV and they're wearing nice fluffy sweaters and glasses and they look uh, uh, unintimidating that they can mind hack you. And it's an insult to your intelligence that they think that they can say these things and get away with it. With all of their double meaning, with all of their gross contradictions right on their face, with all of this hypocrisy, blatant hypocrisy, they can get away with it. Let's go on with Bill Gates. I'll try not to interrupt. So that was a pretty scary period right. uh, where the world didn't go on alert, including the United States, nearly as fast as it needed to. What does that have to do with what he just said? He said, we realized that it didn't have a high death rate like we thought. It's a lot like the flu. And that's why it was unfortunate that we didn't lock down soon enough. Like, what, what you wanted us to lock down sooner and be locked down for a longer period of time and implement all of these mandates and rules upon us, put these medical shackles on us, faster and longer, even though you just said this so-called pandemic wasn't as serious as you thought it was, and you don't take any responsibility for that, you just brush it off to the side. All of the consequences of your expert lockdowns, your expertise led us here, Mr. Gates, because you're the number one funder of the WHO. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is the number one funder of the WHO that runs all these COVID protocols. So it's you. Are you going to take responsibility for all the people that got their lives destroyed, all the suicides, all the excess crime, all the murder, all the supply chain issues, people's businesses being destroyed, people overdosing, more drug use? Are you going to take responsibility for that when you just said that the pandemic wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be, but then you just say we should have locked down even harder? 
So I don't know, man. They, they try to tell me that Bill Gates is an expert in all these things. They try to tell me that he is the the utmost voice, the top tier mind that should be listened to on all of these matters. And quite frankly, I don't think he's an expert in any of this stuff. The only thing I think he's an expert in is deceiving people and using couched language and weasel words and double speak, double think. But no, he's an expert. He's an expert. He's the expert. He's the only expert. You should never listen to anybody else but him about everything. And you know how I know that? It's because he's also an expert in misinformation, too. Spider sense. Danger. So chalk that one up for uh, old Billy Gates, too. He's uh, an also a, not just an expert in all the other things you, you already know that he's an expert in. He's an expert in misinformation, which means that he's an expert in information, which means knowledge. So he's an expert in just knowledge, period. And he's going to tell you what's fake and what's real. Him, Bill Gates, is going to now tell you what's fake and what's real. I mean, he already is the main underwriter and the main funder of all of these news organizations like CNN, like ABC, like NewsGuard, like MSNBC, Microsoft NBC. So he already does have a monopoly on information. He already is a, quote, expert in misinformation because he spreads all the misinformation because he's the main funder of all the people lying to you 24-7. So it's a it's an obvious fit. He actually is an expert in misinformation. Yeah, he's an expert in lying to you. He's an expert in misinforming you. So let him tell you himself that it's just so crazy that people make up all these stories about me and it's just weird. And we have to stop them from saying these bad things about me. In there, but let's talk about misinformation because that has been a hallmark, unfortunately, of this pandemic. President Biden rather famously said last July that misinformation on social media is killing people. Do you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, it's killing people, but not enough people. <laughs> That's why they got to take my vaccine. <laughs> so we need more death. We need more death. Didn't have a high death rate. We need more death. Uh, it's been weird that, you know, vaccines have been attacked as, you know, being overall net negative or there's some conspiracy here. It's terrible. Well, some of it affects you. No, no, no. It's not just all the information of the vaccine adverse reactions coming out. It's not just all these vaccinated athletes collapsing on the field and all these healthy people that have taken this injection or now have this, oh, they just suddenly have uh, some sort of illness, an unknown illness that you would have never known that they have. There's no history of it in their family. They're a completely healthy person. They're all, all their life, but oh, they, they took a few of those shots and oh, has no correlation though. There's no way those two things could be related. I got to stop interrupting. I know I'm so bad at that, but I, I, I just can't. Every single word that these people say is a lie. Like they, they, they tell 10 lies in like one sentence. You're, yeah. you're part of these conspiracy theories. That is a very weird thing that just because I support vaccines to save millions of lives, people are saying, no, I, 
you know, I make money from vaccines or that I'm trying to, you know, cause death or track or uh, a lot of strange stuff. Um, hard to understand why that is. Bill, you are getting money for these injections. You're a top investor to Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. So you're part of their shares. They make money, you make money. Okay, that's that's obvious economics. So you do make money off of them. Um, you're saying you saved millions of lives. Then why are you so concerned with population so much? Why are you so concerned with the world's overpopulation problem? You say you want to save lives, but then in the same breath and with the same tone, you speak about the, pop, the world's population problem and the vaccines that you would give out in Africa, when you and Melinda would go to Africa, have been associated with tremendous adverse reactions. Why are you banned from multiple African countries and multiple Asian countries, including India? Bill Gates, he's on the no-fly list to India because of the medical malpractice and human rights violations. Look it up. Look it up. You can look it up yourself. Oh, pull it up, Jamie. And then he talks about tracking and all this stuff. But Bill, why, if you don't want to track us and it's such a joke that like there's, there's tracking going on. Okay, I'll give you that. Maybe the, the injection won't immediately track me. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. But why do you have a patent on subdermal microchips? implanted under the skin and why does your friend Yuval Noah Harari who you say is one of your favorite authors always talk about surveillance under the skin people could look back in a hundred years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over especially surveillance under the skin so if all of these things are just such outlandish conspiracy theories bill and they're so fantastical and they're so weird as you say and they're killing people why do they all seem to add up with you though bill why is there credibility why is there evidence why are there why is my deductive reasoning leading me to this bill elementary my dear watson but tell me how you're gonna fix it tell me what you're gonna do to save lives, as you say. Well, you know, misinformation is obviously a big issue that a lot of folks like you are worried about. Elon Musk just recently announced moves to acquire Twitter. I wonder if you are concerned about the proliferation of misinformation, given some of his views about expanding what he refers to as free speech on Twitter and what you think of the acquisition. Well, the digital realm has facilitated, you know, kind of interesting but wrong ideas spreading very quickly and we need to innovate so that digital realm is more of a positive thing of getting the truth out and that people are seeing hey this is false so bill gates is saying i'm going to be the arbiter of truth here like we need arbiters of truth we need a misinformation campaign and obviously this goes right hand in hand with the recently announced misinformation branch of the government that they're trying to implement now, the Ministry of Truth, as foretold in dystopian novels. And there's Bill Gates, the good guy, the oracle, the superhero, the expert on everything, telling you that this is a good thing and that there's too many ideas. There's too much thought. There's too much contradictory thought. There's too much debate 
going on. We need to have a nice uh, unified, homogenized, one idea consent and make everybody, everybody in the planet think the same exact thing because we're trying to save lives. We're connecting the dots here. There's obvious dots all around us. Everything that Bill Gates says is a part of the constellation. Bill Gates himself is his own constellation. And now misinformation is now just another star in the constellation of Bill Gates. Let us continue because he's got a lot more to say. Do you worry um, about Elon Musk? Well, Elon, uh, you wouldn't want to underestimate Elon. What he did at Tesla is amazing, helping with climate change, what he did at SpaceX. Uh, you know, will he this time uh, make that improvement? You know, should there be laws that strike a better balance of uh, free speech versus, you know, conspiracy theories confusing people? Um, you know, Elon, thinks he can improve Twitter? Well, I don't, I don't know specifically what he'll do, but, uh, you know, it, it, it is, uh, there's an opportunity and we need innovation in that space. Well, that's so yeah, basically we need innovation to target and pinpoint who is spouting quote misinformation. And obviously, yes, everything is inverted with these people. When they say misinformation, they mean facts, they mean truth, they mean evidence that is contradictory to their goals and their propaganda. So they are trying to figure out innovations and Bill Gates is talking about it and he wants in on it. And now this is something else that he wants to do. And he hopes Elon Musk can find a way to do this over at Twitter. This is what he would do if he owned Twitter, pinpoint you and track you and silence you because we can't have any misinformation out there killing people, which translated through their inverted doublespeak language means we can't have truth and facts and actual information getting out there informing people and making them make their decisions accordingly. That's basically what that means. I mean, and this is the guy, this is the guy that talks about depopulation all the time, but no, he loves you and wants to save your life. And that's what's so scary about all of this. It's because it's very, it's, it's all just opposite day constantly. Two plus two equals five. That man can get pregnant. Um, abortion isn't murder. Uh, I love you and want to save you, but you're contributing to man-made climate change and we have to depopulate. And if we do a really good job with vaccines, we can get the carbon closer to zero, but take my vaccine because I want to save you. So Bill Gates is an expert for sure. He's an expert in what is called Hegelian dialectic. And what that basically is, is creating the problem, telling the people about the problem before it happens to where you look like you predicted it and you look like you're an oracle and it blows people's, oh my God, how do you know this? But you already knew about it because you were creating the problem in the first place. So once your prediction comes true about the problem that you created, you come in as the savior to make people submit and trust you through the lens of, oh, this guy predicted it. He knew it was going to happen. He's going to save me from it. But all along, the savior was the person that concocted the plan in the first place. And it was only to further move their agenda forward. And Bill Gates certainly is an expert 
in that field. That's for sure. That's not up for debate. He's an expert in psychological manipulation, doublespeak, deception, Hegelian dialectic, and he just exercises it basically anytime he makes a public appearance. But you thought I was done? No, he, he's, he's, he's been everywhere. He's been everywhere. He was on Trevor Noah. He was at conferences. He made it to the Today Show. And of course, no media tour is complete without him going to the headquarters of evil and deception, CNN. And of course, now he's an expert in something else. So he became two new experts today. Are you, are you keeping count? So where, where are we at? He's an expert in tech. He's an expert in medicine. He's an expert in vaccinations. He's an expert in foreign affairs. He's an expert in food. He's an expert in uh, farming. He's an expert in climate change. He's an expert in artificial intelligence. He's an, now he's an expert in misinformation. So he's just a, he's an expert in information. He's an expert in truth and deciphering what truth is. Now, add this to the list. An expert in economics. Yes. Yes. And you will take it and you will trust everything he says because he is the prophet, the Lord. He is the person that you are told to trust without any questions asked. And you will trust him because he is Bill Gates. Bill Gates, pleasure to have you on. Good to talk to you. So since we last talked, um, small thing has happened. Russia has invaded Ukraine and it feels like we're in a new world. We are going to be seeing higher energy prices, higher food prices for years to come. It seems difficult to see how this resolves itself very quickly. What does that say to you about the economic outlook for the next few years? Well, it comes on top of the pandemic where government debt levels were already very, very high. <laughs> Don't you just love how they can switch gears and just talk to Gates about anything? Like when Gates is on there, you don't know what, what he's going to be talking about. They can talk to the, they, they will talk to the guy about anything. And even Bill is like, uh, I think you forgot to mention the pandemic, which I've been talking about for the past two years. And yeah, that was really bad for the economy. And I'm going to tell you how the economy is going to get even worse. And there were already some su supply chain problems. And so it's, you know, likely to, accelerate the inflationary problems that virtual economies have and, you know, force an increase in interest rates that eventually will uh, result in an economic slowdown. So I'm afraid the the bears on this one have a, a pretty strong argument that, that concerns me a lot, you know, particularly because the poor countries, whenever the rich countries have these big budget problems, you know, the health needs of places like Africa get deprioritized. So there you go. Bill Gates, economic expert, top echelon mind on everything, has now told you what you need to know. There will be an economic slowdown, as he says it. Well, I think we're already experiencing an economic slowdown, but Bill Gates likes to speak in these sort of like soft hitting things. He's not going to be like, the economy is going to completely disintegrate and crash. You're going to go broke and I'm going to get all the money. 
Okay, he doesn't say it like that, but when he says economic slowdown, that's what he means. So B Bill Gates might not really be an expert in all of these things, but when he says all of this stuff on TV and he's making these declarations, he's expressing the Hegelian dialect to you. He's setting the groundwork for the prediction that he's making right now for it to eventually come true because he's influencing it to come true with all of his globalist friends, World Economic Forum, non-governmental organizations, all the big money that he's involved with, all the medical corporations, everything, all of it, they're all in lockstep toward the same direction. When these things eventually happen that he's quote-unquote predicting, and then he comes out with the solution, it's going to be no questions asked. But his solution was the goal in the first place to further extend their globalist eugenicist goals. The problem was only the means to implement their solution. That's deep, bro. That's deep. Like just recently, for instance, all people can talk about now is the, is the baby formula. And I uh, experienced it firsthand because my sister just had a newborn. And her and my brother-in-law are having trouble finding baby formula. And lo and behold, this whole baby formula saga occurs. Something that you think you'd never see. Something that you think you'd never even talk about. Baby formula shortage. And then all of a sudden, Bill Gates comes out that the Gates Foundation and his farming initiatives are going to make synthetic baby formula for you. I think I'm going to be sick. So just another one of those things that Gates is directly involved with. Now he's an expert in lactation, I guess. I don't know. He's got pretty big boobs himself. He must know about lactation. But look, I don't, I don't want to make crass jokes about Bill Gates. He's, he's a serious guy. He's, the guy's not a joke. We can make memes about him. We can joke about him. I can do my silly little Bill Gates impression, but it doesn't change the fact that all of his initiatives are going right through. And it seems to me that the most important one of these initiatives is his obsession with global pandemics and as he calls them, germ games. And he made a nice, fun, sweet little video package of how much he loves you and how much he wants to protect you from pandemics and how there's going to be uh, not just a new one, but there's going to be a perpetual, constant state of pandemics, new pandemics coming and then going and then uh, new ones arriving, a revolving door of pandemics that are just going to run your life and he's going to create the governmental body that is going to institute all of the rules and restrictions that you are going to be living under. And it's, it's so nice. It's so cheerful. Here he is. Here's your savior, folks. You know him. You love him. Bill Gates, guys. Amazingly, today, we do not have a large global organization dedicated to preventing pandemics. There are some part-time efforts. The WHO helps the world with lots of health issues. Which he is the number one funder of. But it hasn't been given the resources to have this dedicated team. We need to create this group with full-time paid experts who are constantly tracking disease outbreaks. I call this 
the Global Epidemic Response and Mobilization Team. And so the acronym is GERM. The GERM team will actively monitor potential health threats. So just constantly, like now, this is going to be running your, like this is going to be another thing in your life that's going to dictate how you can live. And I love how the GERM team, so Global Epidemic Response and Mobilization, GERM. Hmm. Mobilization? What is that supposed to mean, Bill? Mobilization? Who are you mobilizing? You're mobilizing doctors? You're mobilizing patients to round them up into quarantine facilities like in China? You're mobilizing maybe a paramilitary force to help round up maybe disgruntled people that don't want to mobilize through your germ team and if they dictate hey we got a we got an epidemic here we got to clear all these people out of this apartment we got to clear out this neighborhood there's one person that tested positive for we don't know if it's a false positive or not they're asymptomatic but hey one person tested positive so we got to clear out this whole uh neighborhood and send them all to a quarantine facility because the germ team said so we got to mobilize Read between the lines, folks. Connect those dots. All over the world, data scientists would see where there are clusters of suspicious cases. Epidemiologists would monitor reports from national governments to identify anything that could be an outbreak. We'll have disease modelers gathering the data to do accurate projections. Product development experts will work with governments and companies. We need more work on diagnostics, therapeutics, and vaccines that we can scale up with very short notice. And then you're just gonna like, you know, fluff it up and be like, we need to work harder to save lives. Remember those vaccines that I told you about would help get the population closer to zero? We gotta do a better job to save your life. And you know what's so funny about this? It's not just like the, the cringy, like fun, uh, non-threatening music that they put behind them. Anytime you hear that type of music, it's trying to let down your defenses and trying to let down your guard subconsciously like it's a nice, soft-sounding, non-threatening sound that you're getting. And then it shows Bill Gates, you know, he's talking, he's, he's all powerful, he's got his sweater on, he's talking with his hands and everything. And then it cuts to clips of, like, doctors working and medical professionals working and all this stuff. Literally none of them are white people. It's all just, like... Every single doctor, there's like just a room full of doctors. Every single one of them is black. So I'm not saying I have anything against that, but you have to understand the way they package these things to come off as non-threatening. Oh, it's Bill Gates. He's wearing a blue sweater. He's a nice old man with glasses. He talks very softly. He's non-threatening. Oh, they have a nice somber little guitar, nice happy-go-lucky uh, music bed in the background. It's it's making me feel comfortable. Oh, there's nothing but people of color working for Bill Gates. Oh, Bill Gates is such a nice man. He loves people of color. Well, he does. I mean, he did say, him and his wife, him and his ex-wife, they both did say that they want to get these uh, vaccines out to the black people as soon as they can. So, yeah. They deserve to get this vaccine first. And from there, you want to do tiering in various countries to make sure your most vulnerable populations get it. Uh, in, in our country, that would be blacks and Native Americans, people with underlying health conditions, and the elderly. But I just wanted to point that out because you don't have the visual component and I wanted to describe to you 
what this video looks like. Not just what it sounds like, but what it looks like. It's all in there. It's the, it's the sound. It's the it's the images that you're seeing. It's the words that he's using. It's the encouraging nature of it. It's the together type attitude that brings down your shield and leaves you vulnerable. So let's continue with this piece and we'll talk about sort of the bigger implications of this germ squad ran by Billy Boy. And we'll have policy experts making sure that every country has the right approach. The team will need to regularly organize outbreak simulations, germ games that test the global response system and finds the weak spots. We do that for war, we do that for fire, we do that for earthquakes, and now we need to make sure we do it for pandemics. This team would keep their skills fresh to help you get rid of polio, get rid of malaria, get rid of measles and other infectious diseases. And then it's like, oh, we got rid of polio, malaria, measles. It's like always to be like vaccine good. We got rid of disease, vaccine good. Just play that in your head over and over again. Polio, malaria, measles, mumps, rubella. <laughs> None of those use mRNA gene tech with lipid nanoparticle synthetic substances as albert borla says the ceo of pfizer it's a synthetic okay none of those vaccines had those things so it's an invalid argument so they'll have immense value even in the years where we don't have a pandemic threat i think it's a critical step to build this germ team making sure we're ready for the next pandemic <laughs> and there it is making sure we're ready for the next pandemic. It is a foregone conclusion we're going to have a next pandemic. He's been saying this for years now. He's been saying this even before the COVID. He's been predicting, quote-unquote, predicting pandemics. It's the Hegelian dialectic, folks. That's why he's the expert that goes on all the TV shows now, because he was predicting it back when it seemed far-fetched. And he's going to implement now this germ team because he predicted this problem, right? And now he's going to implement his solution. And what is his solution? A global governing body that is going to track you, that is going to keep track, uh, keep tabs on you, going to see where you go, going to test you medically, going to be inside your medical records and your privacy, probably implement more surveillance. He said it all, have governing bodies that walk in lockstep with the germ team so that the entire world does the same exact thing. I mean, he just said it all there. That's his solution. Just like his vaccines and just like he's probing you now with the misinformation. We have to save lives because misinformation is killing people. So what's his solution going to be? We got to censor everybody and we can't have anybody saying anything that we don't agree with. And then he talked about the economy. What's going to be his solution for the economy crisis that he just predicted? Oh, I don't know. Universal basic income, social credit score tied to your carbon credit score that they talk about all the time because of the climate change. You see how they all synergize? You see how Bill Gates is his own constellation and all of these things that he's a, quote, expert in are just the dots that create the picture of absolute evil and absolute control and absolute narcissism and absolute tyranny? Whew. 
Man, oh man. So, to all the people that roll their eyes, to all the people that close their ears, to all the people that check out when somebody is trying to talk to them about Bill Gates, you are a sheep. You are a sheep. And, and I don't mean that to be uh, discouraging or as, as an insult, but think about the allegory of the sheep. Think about the metaphor of the sheep. It's a defenseless animal, and it gets preyed upon by predators, such as wolves. And Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, Noah Harari, all these people, they're wolves. They're wolves. But they're crafty wolves. They're smart wolves. They're cunning. They've evolved a little bit mentally. They've figured out that if they can just put on some of the sheepskin and wear the clothes of the sheep, become the wolf in sheep's clothing, cliche, I know, but very, very accurate, the sheep won't understand that there are wolves among them. And the funny thing about the sheep is that even when they're, even when they witness the slaughter happening in front of them, even when they know they're going to die, they still just, they, they just stay still. They don't move. They just stay still. They don't have any survival instinct. And that's what those people are. They're sheep. You do not want to be a sheep because sheep, their number one trait is dying. That's what they're known for. Following and dying. So don't be a sheep, okay? Just don't be a sheep. Think for yourselves, don't be sheep. I know you're not a sheep. You're on Connect Those Dots. You're a dot connector. You understand. But it's just sad and unfortunate to watch our brothers and sisters walk around in a daze, walk around like they got everything figured out, walk around like you're the crazy one for proposing ideas that might be uncomfortable to them. And it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. If people would just humble down a little bit and remove themselves from the situation and look at it from bird's eye view and look at it objectively and look at it with without any biases, we could turn things around. We could have a lot of epiphanies. We can have a lot of awakening here, but it's a very know-it-all, stuck-up and fake intellectual society that think they're so smart that think they know everything, but they don't know anything. Just like with these uh, these conformists that call themselves liberal, where they think they're edgy, they think they're anti-establishment, meanwhile, they literally do everything that the establishment tells them to do. And it's just like these people, they think they're smart, they think they got everything figured out, but meanwhile, they don't wanna hear anything negative about Bill Gates. Like, who is Bill Gates to you? Why do you love him so much? Why do you trust him? They can't even answer it. They don't even know why they like him. The TV, he's on the TV. And then that's it. That's the extent of it. Oh, he's on the TV. He told me these things. That's it. I, I don't have to hear anything else. And that's where we're at. Bill Gates still able to just go on TV and do whatever he wants and say whatever he wants and hypnify people. And all the people that believe him are still going to believe him. But trust me, the public at large does not trust Bill Gates. So like he... He is hated, really. He, he, people are on to Bill Gates, especially the black people that he says that he loves so much. Yeah, 
People are on to Bill Gates. That's why he disables the comments on his YouTube channel. That's why he disables the comments on his Instagram. That's why he disables the comments on his Twitter. Because anytime he posts anything, anytime he does anything, he's just flooded with comments attacking him. So people got his number, people know what he's all about, but it's just crazy to see them still flouting this guy as this know-all, be-all, end-all savior of the world. It's, it's just really remarkable that they still continue to use him as their big front man. But I think I've covered enough for one podcast about Mr. William Gates Jr., his father Bill Gates Sr., who was one of the founding board members of Planned Parenthood, who we spoke about a lot last week. I mean, I could do weeks worth of podcasts just about Bill Gates. That's how many dots are connected to this one man. So yeah, I've said enough for one episode, but really there, there's not enough that you can say about this particular character. But until they shut me down with their uh, Ministry of Truth, their Orwellian dystopian nightmare comes truly to life, until that moment comes, we will continue to talk about Bill Gates and all of the people like him. So as I do every week, I will tell you God bless, peace out, and always recognize and then connect those dots. dots.